Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With me, Nick Noyes. Um, I want to start off with shouting out, giving respect to my man uh, from Wergy Productions, who does all the production for me. I also kind of realised that uh, like I've released a few episodes for season two now. Um, I should be saying things like, my kids are like banging to YouTubers, and they always go, please subscribe, please subscribe. So please subscribe if you're digging what we're talking about. Um, and today I've got someone I've never met before and I've literally just met as we spoke beforehand, but it is Leon Helsby. Is that right? Yeah, that's it, right? Mate. Yeah, you got Welcome it, mate. Um, Thanks. Thanks for having me. So you got in touch with us ages and ages ago. I think Brad initially spoke to you like yeah. on, on uh, email or whatever. Um, and you said that you really wanted to come on. Um, and... Um, yeah, tell us about why you wanted to come on. I think that's the best place to start. Um, I so I saw you guys um, were doing stuff in Essex, and I saw you do do something with pet needs. I think or, or watch yeah. something you did with pet needs. Yeah. And I at the time I was putting out a single in, and I was thinking, what could I do to sort of talk about the single and maybe advertise it. And because the single was about um, my friend who took his own life a couple of years ago, and then you guys talk about mental health and how it's important to talk about stuff, I just thought it would sort of fit together quite well. And I thought I'll come on and maybe I'll talk about the song and then um, meet you guys. And, you know, I thought it'd be quite a cool thing to do. So that's why I got in touch. Yeah, I like it. I like it very much. Um, And... Like, uh, I've spoken about my own issues with su- like suicidal thoughts and feelings. You know, I've been plagued with that most of my life. Uh, like, not so much past year, maybe, but that's been saying this um, a topic that is very, very close to my heart. Yeah. Um, and it's a topic that people don't like talking about. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> fucking scary. Everyone gets really uncomfortable around it. And I, I kind of, for me, I often think, I don't understand why people don't feel like it all the time. It's always kind of <laughs> blows my mind. It's like, life's pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, 
And often life feels pretty fucking pointless anyway. So I don't understand why people aren't constantly wrapped to it like I am. But so what happened with your mate then? Do you mind me asking? No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, he, um, we were friends. When was it? We lived together with me and him and my brother about 2004, 2005. So we were quite thick as thieves then yeah. doing stuff together. And then sort of life moved on. I got married and then he got married and moved away and went to, went to Australia. So, um, went there, went to Australia, met a girl, got married <clears throat> and then just sort of tried to keep in touch, but it's difficult in it with, uh, so far away, it was sort of quite difficult to keep in touch. So we didn't really keep up that much. And then just out of the blue, we just heard, and I was just in, uh, um, in a, pub garden <laughs> in, uh, in oh, Malden uh, and then it's just like it's just my my wife got the call and then just um I don't know it's just the most surreal thing that could ever happen just like he she, I mean it was like well, terrible would happen because she was just white yeah. and and then he just she just said it said the, said what he'd done and I, I just couldn't I couldn't even I don't know I just couldn't couldn't believe it because I just thought that would he I thought that's wrong you know what I mean he wouldn't have done it he wouldn't have done that kind of thing you know so I think it, you know that thing you see in the papers a lot of the time when someone's done it and then people pipe up and say it's completely out of the ordinary and it was exactly like that exactly like that because it was because it was just never never would have he never and that, i guess that's the point in it yeah he ne- never he never really talked about stuff never really got down that much for too long he was quite good at bouncing back and was quite uh good humored about stuff that happened never really seemed to get stuff seemed to get him down that much yeah. you know I, I just and it was just and i guess that's probably the point in it it's like yeah so i guess that happened and then and it, the weirdest thing about him being away is that um, is that you can't really you can't go through the usual rite of passage to kind of process it yeah. because he's away. You can just fool yourself that he's just there still getting on with his life, and and like you don't get to do the rite of passage, the funeral. You don't get to do that thing, so you're kind of stuck in this limbo. Mm. So I guess that's another reason why how important it was for me to do a song to feel like. I think every time I played it, I was like, um, <clears throat> every time I played it, I was like, hope that it would become more real and sink in by the end of it, you know? It's because, and it didn't. <laughs> and the only time it did is when I did, I recently did uh, a Facebook live stream and it was songs for Steve and it was just cover versions of his favorite songs. And doing that, felt like it was a I don't know it felt like I'd moved moved past moved f- from where I was before you know because it was yeah. like a ritual yeah. that I had to that I had to kind of create to to get past it I suppose um so that's what happened and that was two years ago crazy and like um it's crazy that um I think you know, like you see, you said that like, it always seems like somebody bounced back, and even for me, it's kind of weird. Like I find that kind of quite strange and disconcerting, really, because um, you know I think most people knew that I 
Well, it's funny enough, when I started doing this podcast, people were like, I never knew you felt like that. Yeah. I think people kind of knew that I got down about things. Mm. So, and so you could kind of put it together a little bit. But if you'd kind of lived with <clears> it for a few years, especially, you think you'd, you'd, know, you'd, get a me- you'd think you'd get a measure of a person. Yeah. And then, but yeah, evidently there's much more going on and they just, yeah, didn't talk about it. Which people yeah. just don't. And it's just amazing now just talking about it can make all the difference. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's so, that's so fucking heartbreaking, man. I yeah. think like doing a song about him like that, though, is... Um, I know what you mean. Like, I think there's a bit about your... Um, what's the word? You're making, in some ways, you're making it real. You're kind of laying it down, yeah. saying it's real. It's kind of happened, and uh, you know, uh, it's like, um, well, not a testament to the person, but um, you're kind of bowing your head and giving a bit of respect to that you would maybe do at a funeral. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think that's a lovely idea. I think it's just um, <clears throat> interesting thing. I think the interesting thing about it is that it. Um, the funny thing about writing songs is that. I don't know if you write songs, but sometimes they just seem to just come to you and they just flow, come flow through you, you know, like, um, and so it just come out of nowhere. And, um, yeah, I think we have to create things. We have to, cause it's funny because I was talking to a wife about this. When someone dies, you do things, but it's, it's not for them, is it? Cause they've gone. So yeah. it's like, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's like, but you just, you do it for yourself because you need to and you do it for them but they're not there so it's a weird it's a weird thing isn't it yeah, I, like, I, I think um, you said the ritual of it yeah uh, and I think like, that's a really good way of describing it because yeah the ritual the standard ritual is like you go through that and in some way because you've done the ritual uh, it feels like it like you've kind of capped it in some way mm. but often like emotionally you know that's not the case is it emotionally uh, it's still going on you know like in many ways you never like you know you, some people never get over the death of like, a loved one yeah but you just learn to cope it's like yeah you never feel that you never feel that void in many ways it's still kind of there but you just kind of learn to manage i guess yeah oh, that's fucking tough yeah and i guess it's just it's a f- i mean i've never had anyone really die who I who was close to me ever really I, I, I've never had that so I'm lucky people who have died before like grandparents and stuff I've never been close to so it was yeah. someone who was my age and like um and then I think the violence of the death probably adds to it doesn't it because it makes you because you're sort of shocked yeah confused and you're like angry and like upset and you just think I don't know it's just a real kind of like mixture of things and also just confused I think I think I'm not for ages I was just sort of in shock I think and I think I was in shock until I did the live stream like two weeks ago whenever it was a few weeks ago and then, and then when it was done it's like felt a bit of a release from it you know yeah I think it's just highlights I mean it highlights to me how high the stakes are so high aren't they with like talking about stuff like like oh you've created a podcast to sort of so people can talk about their mental guys can talk about their mental health and stuff and you think it's a it's a nice thing to have written down in it but at the same time it's massive isn't it yeah it's, yeah. Huge. it's, it's huge and you think and, it, and also by talking about it you kind of like 
it makes it smaller and it makes it easier to hold and people can start to feel like they can express themselves maybe so that's why it's such a yeah that's, kind of, yeah, that's the hope really is mm -hmm. that people will hear hear other people talking openly about it and realize that it's not that you can you know you can talk yeah. about it like it took me um well, talking like real uh, honestly about suicide to people, um, like it took me quite a long time to be able to do that because, uh, yeah, people get really scared. They're either like they get angry with you because yeah. you're talking about it and they're like, but what about us? Like I say it to my wife, you know, and she's like, but what, I'm, I'm not enough. And it's not, it's really not that. It's like, it's how much, it's completely different to that. Uh, it's like it's it's like a, a set whole separate world, but um, you can't really put it into words either. No. I can understand why people struggle to talk about it, um, but talking about it has been my salvation. Really, that's the yeah. thing that's really sorted me out. Really, with all mental health. So, you um, so you were saying that uh, before we started that um, I, I think kind of like so you're. How old are you, Neil? I'm pretty old, but I just look young. 41. Oh, you're younger than me? But I'm baby-faced, 41-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you're younger than me. <laughs> so you were saying that you're kind of married, you've got kids. Yeah, yeah. How many kids you got? Two. Two girls. Two. Yeah, they're 12 and 9. Same age as mine. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, so I can't... It, it's funny because, um, like, you're... You know, like me, you've got family, children, work full time. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're still trying to kind of make, like, do your dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your dream of you. <laughs> it's yeah. really taxing, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Yeah. I, yeah, I've tried to do that for years, really. And I suppose I still am. You know, doing this is like still trying to do your dream. Yeah. And uh, you're like, basically always working yeah yeah it's a tough one how do you ban how do you balance it all uh i'm, I'm still working on that <laughs> um i found as my kids got like initially when my kids were a lot younger like there was just no way like of, like i always played in bands and things so like i took a few years out of doing anything really because there was just no way i was going to be able to like leave my wife with you know young kids yeah. and, and do my own thing. It just felt too selfish <clears throat> and um, it pissed her off. So I didn't really do it. But then I found when they got a bit older, it's a bit easier and then you can start pursuing your shit again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I find that like, I can balance it, like time-wise. Uh, what I struggle with, and it's kind of what I used to struggle with when I did music, like before I was married, like doing like really big gigs and things and then uh, and then going to work the next day and you're like you get this massive buzz from like performing and then you go to work and then someone's having a go at you for not doing the silliest of things and you're like <laughs> it's really really hard to deal with yeah so you must have some of that going on I think it's just um, it's just I like the things I like my job I like working with people and like it's always just for me it's about like um you kind of want to play and you want to write good songs and you want to play to more people yeah. and you want to 
but it's your kind of like um i don't know that your when people start i think people think that you're going to get loads of haters or something like that or it's gonna but it's actually that's not the thing the thing you need to struggle with the thing, the thing you struggle with the most is indifference because because people because most of the time you know it's like it's just indifference you know so because i've played gigs it's just play to like no one so like um and like so it's it's more like constantly the question why am i doing this and i think like um i think you have to you have to get to the point of thinking i have to just do it for be doing it for me for myself yeah i can't as soon as i start to think about other stuff then it starts to become a chore and a pain and all that stuff so yeah i guess that's that's the battle i suppose that's a good lesson for life though you know like i have to tell myself that all the time like doing this even like i'm you know don't look at numbers yeah 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 about, like you know why are you doing it like what is your actual goal here and if my goals i'm achieving but if i start thinking any further than that it's like it becomes you know i start then i can get down about things yeah and you're right yeah you have to do it for you you know like most of all like what does it give you and it gives you something special and performing is pretty special isn't it like that's the best thing ever yeah yeah do you still play in your band or i think you play in a band don't you do you still do yeah, that I, 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 uh, I did i did until um like just before lockdown maybe a little bit before that we We've just been playing, like we've been rehearsing quite regularly, done quite a few little gigs, but um, just realised that like most of us had played together when we were in our like late teens and twenties, when we were like hustling and trying to kind of get signed and that kind of yeah. thing, like yeah. fucking bussing up to London like a few times a week and that kind of thing. And, um, and then it was just that kind of realisation that like, why are we doing it? Mm. And, like, you know, after after like three years, say, of just playing songs over and over, after a while it just gets a bit like oh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. And I think we all kind of felt like that. Yeah. Um, I'm working on doing some um, some other stuff. Uh, what I tend to do now um, is if like I'll say to someone, "Oh, you done that? Oh, let me put a bit of guitar on it." And I'm like, often mm. not people are pretty cool with that, so I tend to do a little bit of that now. Yeah. And I, I quite like doing that because the state, there's no stakes, you know. It's just like mm. I'll record it, or I'll go around there, and like we we'll just kind of work on something for a bit, which I kind of quite like. But it's nice having a band. Yeah. Do you ever? So you do you do most things on your own? I did see you do some stuff with other people. I um just before I for about the last year or so, I've been trying to do my like solo stuff with a band. So I had a drummer. And that in itself is a task to try to get people. So I had a drummer, great drummer, brilliant. And then I found this uh, guy called Will and he plays bass and he can play piano as well. Brilliant. And I was like, well, let's try and get a guitarist. And we couldn't find him for about a year. Um, so then, and then this, this year before lockdown, my brother came on board again. And then Will's brother, Simon, who's like this multi-instrumented, instrumentalist guy he came he's played a bit of saxophone and a bit of piano crazy and i was like really excited about it and then lockdown happened <laughs> and, then, and then i was like oh. so lockdown happened and just kind of put the skip uh, put it everything yeah the knockers on everything so it was really coming together 
I was really pleased. I was like, this is going to sound so good. And then obviously everything stops. But the good thing about, I don't know, the good thing about just, I can, I can just play just me. So that's a good thing. Like I can set up like live streams, which I did like when I was, you know, for the whole time of like lockdown and I can still go and play. And there's something nice about just going and tipping up on your own and thinking simple. I've got a guitar. I'll just go and play. Yeah. But the experience is better with a band. Yeah. And then also it's such a lovely experience to take something like you've just done on a guitar and then people add bits in and it just becomes this, I don't know, it changes. And then you almost like start to enjoy it because people start adding bits in that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. So like, oh, he's put that in. Oh, that sounds amazing. And those are the bits of the, my, like my favorite bits of the songs, the bits that other people have added in. It's yeah. like, oh, that, that, that riff, oh, that riff sounds so good. Or that, I love the way that he's decided to play the drums on that bit. So yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any more live gigs is there for the rest of this year, yeah. but, but I think we're getting back to uh studio probably mid july and might try to record some songs maybe just work on some new songs i think yeah so it's 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 great experience having a band but every now and then i'll think i'll sod it i'm just gonna go and do my own thing just just so just i don't have to worry about anyone else do you know what i mean yeah yeah i totally get that i can understand why a lot of people do that i've um like, I did have a band before and I sang in it and it was really, really heavy, a bit like kind of Queens of the Stone Age or something. And then cool. I sang in it and uh, I was fucking confident as hell on stage. Like, you know, I really didn't care. But I, there's no way, like, I'd get up and do like a, a kind of open mic, me and an acoustic. No. <laughs> I just, I, I think that's the most scary thing. And I was, yeah. if anyone for doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's really, really scary. Because I'm pretty confident like, a lot of the time, but I don't know, it's something really vulnerable about it. Yeah. Uh, I find really frightening. So what was it about being in a band? You felt sort of like, almost like protected or something. It was like a shield. It's because you got yeah, everyone there. Just, like, I didn't, um, it didn't really matter what I sounded like really, because the guitars were so fucking loud. You know, like, it was all about energy rather than about, like, it was about energy and riffs and yeah. nailing people to the wall rather than, uh, <laughs> like, my fucking singing. And I, and I never used to uh, write the words down. All I had was, I'd, I'd have a chorus, and then I used to <laughs> have, have a melody, and I'd make it up as I went along. All right, okay. But they were never the same. And I kind of like that as well, that, uh, like, you know, it's kind of chaos in a way. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. So how do you deal with, like, do you get nervous when you go out and sing? Yeah, all the time. And I think, every time I think, why did I agree to this? That's like, that's what I think beforehand. <laughs> I think I do that every time. I think I probably did it before I spoke to you. I was like, yeah. why did I agree to do this? And like, because, um, and I think like, um, and I, yeah, I, but I think that's why I book things like in advance. I think I put myself, I put myself forward for stuff. But then, yeah, I always get nervous. I always think something's going to go wrong. And I always, and I, yeah, I always get nervous, but I feel like I've got better at it the more you do it. Like, I know it's, I know that stuff's not going to go right because 
I think it was, I think I read someone, someone said, I think it's Frank Turner said, it's, um, stuff goes wrong all the time in gigs. Nothing, nothing, nothing's ever perfect. It won't ever be perfect. So you just accept that. And like, and also, I feel like if I can like, just concentrate and just connect to the song I'm playing, then I'll be able to do it. As soon as I start to think, it, this is me on stage, <laughs> then I'll start to get self-conscious and then I'll start to mess up. So it's a funny thing. It's like, if I start to get self-conscious, worried, then I'll mess up. If I start to enjoy myself too much and think I'm a bit of a rock star and start throwing some shapes, then I'll mess up. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, a, it's like a state where I have to be, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, like balancing in the middle there, like kind of into it, but not too into it. Not too into it. And then just have to just, I don't know, don't jump ahead. Just like focus on the song. And then I think so, I, I think I'm really bad at, <laughs> I think the last gig I did, I just didn't even talk between the songs. I just sometimes you just can't be bothered, which is <laughs> really rubbish. You should just go up there and say, hey, this song's called this. And then just do like that. But I just, some, I think that time I just couldn't be bothered with that. And I just, we just played the songs. I didn't speak to about four songs in. Not because I was trying to be mysterious or anything, just because I just couldn't be bothered with that part of it. You know what, though? <laughs> like, that was always my, my, my formula um, normally. Like in bands I've played in before, a formula it normally is. Three songs, bash. Then right, okay. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you go hit them with three good fucking, like three of your best. Yeah. Save the big ones a bit and middle out, but like don't don't engage too much. Just bang, next song, bang, next song. Thanks for coming out. Let's go to our other week. And that always seems to work quite well. And like when you see like um, a lot of big bands, they tend to do that. Like they don't. Yeah. They won't really engage that much to start with. Uh, they just go, let the songs do, let give everyone something to get excited about first. Because it's a funny thing. Because it's not as if it's not as if you can like make jokes really. Because people can't really hear you anyway a lot of the time. So all you can do is introduce a song. I don't know. You just do what you do, don't you? Yeah. Just to just to enjoy it. And I think I just I think that's the thing. Is I try to enjoy it now. I actually enjoy it to think I'm going to enjoy it. And. Um, yeah, and just be, I think that's the, that's the key. And most of the time I do, so that's good. Maybe a, year, a few years ago when I used to do it, I didn't used to like it for some reason, but I don't know. But now I, like, I just I enjoy it. I think it's great fun. It's, um, I find, uh, I find it really cathartic, really, performing. Um, just because, it, like, I, I, someone said to me once that whenever, I, like, whenever I'm playing, normally I'm just, like, I'm, just on guitar, I'm not singing or nothing. And like, I get really into it. I totally like throw myself into it. And like, I've been messing around with pedals and um, <coughs> I'll make loads of mistakes, but like not bad mistakes. Like I pretty much like, I won't be trying to play everything right. I'm just trying to play what feels good. Yeah. And, um, and I get really, really into it. Like, I, I like my head will be down, I'll throw myself around and I get, and um, one of my friends said to me, and this was even like only like a couple of years ago, he was like, you look like you're yourself when you're doing right. that. You look like you're where you should be. Yeah. Uh, because, um, but I find it like really like I'm exercising all those demons, you know, like, uh, 
when I'm on stage, it's like it's the only opportunity when I can like really let everything out. And yeah. I feel like I don't, um, I don't let anything out, out out anywhere else. I do it sometimes when I play guitar on my own, because um, there's no, I don't really have another release. You know, yeah. it's like, like I've never done any kind of activities, so it's like if I'm angry, <laughs> it just sits there until I do a gig, and then it just fucking flies out of me, and uh, and it normally works out quite well because it's like putting on a show. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I used to play in my twenties. It was like we were putting on a show, so it was great. So it's like like the best feeling. But then afterwards, like I quite often be like. I'd be buzzing, and then like the next day, it'd be like I might as well just done a fucking five hundred quid's worth of cocaine because the next day I just feel like come down like you wouldn't believe. Right. Okay. And like that balance was always really hard. That uh, like often like in my twenties, I drank like every day through my twenties, and a lot right. of that was because of that kind of thing. And then yeah. all those things about oh, we're not making it. You know, I want to make it. I don't want to have to do what I'm doing. I don't want to have to go to work. Like, and then what is making it? You know, I suppose making it is not having to go to work, but you still have to work because it's yeah, music's <clears throat> job, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think like um, I mean, even when you, I was listening to something the other day. I think Kelly Jones was saying that even if, even when you get the record deal, that's just the start. Even if you did get it, that's just the start. And then even even like he was like a few albums in, you still got to keep proving yourself. You don't ever stop, really. That side of things. In fact, I spoke to someone on here the other day, and my producer, Worgy, thank you. Well, I say my producer, my friend who helps me, uh, <laughs> said to me that I shouldn't mention other guests too much because like I put them like they might kind of fuck up the way they come out. But anyway, I was talking to a very successful musician. Nick, uh, it wasn't Frank Turner, it was someone else. Um, and he was saying that, uh, like, the like he got a record deal, like, did really, really well. Yeah. But the insecurity that goes with it is just insane. Because it is, it's like, you know, oh, got, even if you play a gig, like, it's like support bands trying to be better than you. So you've got to be better than them. And um, when you go and see, like, a band you love and you're like, I'll never be that good... And uh, and then he said, when they had their hit single, that was when everything went wrong. Because it was like, then they were trying to do another hit single yeah. uh, and they'd forgotten about why they did it in the first place. <laughs> and, and he mentioned, he said, if you get to a point like the stereophonics, um, then you wherever you play, your crowd comes with you. Mm. But if you're not at that kind of point, then you're still always trying to kind of create a crowd. Yeah. And that is like relentlessly difficult. And it's only only like, the, you know, a handful of bands who actually kind of get to that point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There's so many fall by the wayside along the way. And all this stuff was, uh, like, I spent my whole life wishing I was a rock star, you know? And like, I still kind of am in my head. And um, <laughs> this, uh, and like, having that conversation, just sorted it all out somehow because I spent all my time thinking <laughs> I want to be a rock star. I shouldn't be doing this, and then hearing that actually it's fucking hard work and it's yeah. a bit nightmare. And and like and you're really lucky if you get to a point where it's not. You know, <laughs> if you get to like Dave Grohl and everyone's doing everything for you anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of made, it, it almost ended a chapter for me. 
Yeah. In a, in a quite a nice way. And then it's like, but then yeah, I still I'm still drawn to the guitar. Look, I've got look guitars behind me. I've been playing before I come out. Look, I've got guitars <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I'm obsessed with guitars. So do you ever struggle with your mental health at all? Do you ever have like issues? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Like, um, I think um, <clears throat> I think I like really. I was only just come out of a bit of a low, to be honest. Like just this week. But about three, two weeks of feeling a bit uh, like this persistent kind of low, low feeling. And I feel like, um, I don't know, it's a funny, I don't know if it's like it's for you, like, but when you're, or whether you have it or not, like when you get low, when you go down that, down there, yeah. it's almost like you forget, you think, actually think, I, I, I can't imagine not feeling this way. Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine actually coming out of this now. I, I don't know if I'm going to, you know what I mean? Maybe, the, you know, and, and, you, and, and then also, once I get out of it and I get far away from it, I forget what it's like to be depressed actually as well. So I get to both those states, places and I say to my wife, you know, what? I feel great. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I'll ever, I don't feel I'll ever feel depressed again. I don't think I can't even remember what it's like. And then, and then you, you obviously go back there again, don't you? Because that's the way it kind of goes. Like, so it's, um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's, and with, and then anxiety, He's probably always there. I didn't actually realise I had anxiety probably till a couple of years ago because I just didn't, did penny didn't drop. And then you're like, something happens, you're like, oh, I've always felt this way. <laughs> I was always like, you know, when I was like 10 years old, 12 years old, like out with my mates thinking, oh, we're going to get beaten up in a minute. That kind of thing, you know, like, so really? like. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking weird you say that because like I had the same experience a while ago when I thought, Shit, I think I have anxiety. You know, no, <laughs> not anxiety like, you know, like the, the terrible, terrible form of anxiety, but anxiety of a sort. Yeah. In where where you kind of just a bit worried, a bit on edge, and and like you saying that, I used to feel like that all the time. Like we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get nips, or we're gonna get beaten up. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I used to feel like that all the time when I was younger. Yeah, but I, I just didn't sometimes it takes so long for the penny to drop for me and it was like i didn't realize it was in my life i don't know when it was 10 years ago so i'm like oh i'm terrified i didn't realize <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like it's a funny i don't know it's i think like um i feel like they're different things like anxiety and depression are different because depression is like i'm gonna put a massive load on you do you know what i mean and you're gonna be feel like you're sinking and you feel like you can't and also feel quite irritable and then with anxiety, it's just your imagination's going to go into overload, and I'm going to tell you all the bad things that could happen, and then I'm going to fire them at you, boom, 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 sort of thing. So, um, you know what? Um, they're not. They're the same. You feel like they're the same thing. Uh, well, the, it, like physiologically, they are the yeah. same thing. So the idea, um, depression. Uh, they say depression is um, is. It's about the past, and anxiety right. is worried about the future. So depression is, oh, this happened, and then you break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxiety is you worrying about what's going to happen. But essentially, they're the same thing. As in, your brain is doing a similar kind of thing. <clears throat> your brain is, it's protecting you by saying, oh, well, careful about that, careful about that, because you remember what happened then. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so they actually kind of tie in quite nicely. They're, they're like really good mates. <laughs> they work together. They, they are a good tag team. They are a good tag team. They're quite similar. You know, you said about uh, that you're when you come out of like a depressive period. Yeah. And then you're <clears> happy. And then you're like, oh, I'll never be depressed again. <laughs> and then you're depressed again. Uh, you were probably right until you re- until you said, I'll never be depressed again. And then your brain went, oh, remember me? <laughs> like, I, I talk about this all the time. Um, like, I, I, I'm pretty good with it now, but uh, the, I, like, I'd have periods where, um, well, actually, to be honest, I've been depressed for a while, but I only really get this now, is that I think, I think I've cracked it, and then I feel low again. Yeah. And the times when I go, I think I've cracked it is the times when I um, stop trying to not be depressed. I feel like if I'm always trying not to be depressed, I generally don't get depressed. Hmm. The minute I go, I'm all right, and I stop trying not to be depressed because I think I'm all right, that's when I start getting like mentally ill again. And that tends to be like the pattern for me. Hmm. Because you kind of you lower yourself into this kind of false sense of security, and uh, well, I do. But um, how long? Um, but you said so. Have you had kind of depressed? You said you had anxiety from quite a young age. Yeah, yeah. How, how does that time with depression? Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, when I was younger, I was quite. I was quite quiet. I'm still quite, essentially quite a quiet person, really. I'm quite introverted, really. Um, and I, essentially, I'm still just, was just the same as a kid, really. I was just, um, I was just like, I was in a, I was in a big family. I was just, um, I felt like I was kind of paying attention a lot from a young age, just sort of sitting back and watching stuff that was happening. Um, I'm not sure about, I don't know about depression i don't know where i don't know i feel like i know that i was very very low on confidence i I know that i always felt that i never really felt like i was i never from when i was younger like i never would have thought that it's always surprising when someone wanted to be a friend do you know what i mean when you're a kid which is quite a i don't know quite a sad thing i wouldn't i would hate for my kids to feel that way to feel like be surprised that anyone wants to be your friend do you know what i mean it's a it's a funny it's a it's a I don't know where that came from, but that's, it does make me feel sad to think that that's what it was like. So I think you were saying about like anxiety. Again, where I think it ties in is that if you're feeling anxiety, it's probably because you don't like it, that. All kind of ties in with confidence, you know. Like if you're mm. like if you were super confident, you wouldn't be frightened someone was going to beat you up. You no, because you wouldn't care, would you? <laughs> you know, like, you don't care. Yeah. So I think like, and then after a while, like that, that fear, along with your kind of lack of confidence, like this is this is exactly what happened to me. So, but with other things going on, but essentially, essentially, like that's the kind of nub of it with me was that um, fear of everything else made me then think, oh, I'm really shit, and then and then not being that confident kid, and um, that kind of then manifested in this kind of overwhelming feeling that I was rubbish, which is which is depression, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that... Yeah, I think that definitely... 
I mean, I never, yeah, I never thought I could could do anything. I never really thought I could had the belief I could do anything. Really, I thought I never thought I could sort of achieve anything. Really, I thought that I was just like, I don't know. I just had such such little belief in myself. So I feel like growing up, like, it even took me such a long time to like um, to finally find some confidence. You know. Yeah. And so that's why it all came late for me, really. I didn't like, yeah. I tried to get bands together with my brother when I was like in my 20s, sort of didn't really happen. And by the time I was 30, I'd run out of people to play music with. And that's when I picked up the guitar and started learning guitar then. And like, and so it's like a really slow process to like pick up a guitar, learn a song. Oh, I can learn a song. Play, play some cover versions. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I might do this. And like, it was then, I think, probably when I was about 30, I think I'm going to learn a guitar. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. When I actually started to think I'm going to do this thing and I did it. it and like one of them was like, there was somebody we knew who had a, a little boy who uh, had muscular dystrophy. And I thought, I'm going to do something for this family. Let's raise some money. So I said, I'm going to do an all day busk. And that, I'd only really been playing guitar a couple of years. But I thought, I'm going to do an all day busk. That's what I'm going to do. And then I did it and it was a massive success. It was really good. I mean, raised, I raised like, I don't know, 1300 quid or something for this. It's really, it was really great. And it was just like those little things, you know, like that was the first thing I did that I wanted to do and I did it, you know? So, and then it was just from then on stepping stones. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and do this. And so like, and then it grew to like, uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to write songs. And then like, oh, I'm going to go out and play songs. And like, I'm really, it didn't really, I was I had minimal encouragement from people. Actually, actually, maybe probably like one or two people said you should do this a bit more. That's all I needed, just one or two. Yeah. No one really said, "Hey, great, this did." It was never that ever happened. So exactly. I, I feel like I just sort of created it for myself and found some confidence, and it just started to grow. And that's why it's sort of that's why I'm just happy to be out playing, thinking I can do this. I'm quite proud of that, you know. So. I think it just comes when it comes sometimes, doesn't it? Like, I mean, like, it took me years and years and years to get there. It and, that's what, and, that's why I, and that's why I do it. I feel like I do it. I do it for me as a kid. Yeah. That's, that's why I do it. I do it for him. Like, yeah. so, and that's sort of, that's the driving force, you know? So, it yeah. It took a long time to kind of, uh, like, whenever I was, like, in bands and that when I was younger, I was always following someone else. You know, it's always a mate. Was, would say come and play guitar so I joined the band and that, and that was pretty much how I did it and I was always doing it like off of the back of someone else and I, I was never really confident enough to do it like myself which is kind of why I like, admire you for like, getting up and singing on your own and then it was only really it's only and it's only been the past few years where I've started to kind of feel more confident like in myself partly for doing the podcast really um and now being confident enough to do it entirely on my own, really. Yeah. But like, as you, as you say, it's incremental. Yeah. And now it's like, I've got to make up for all those years, like those 40 years where I was kind of hiding in the corner. Yeah. I've got to make up for it now. And and I fucking won't be that person again. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like no, I'm not that person anymore. And then... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite true. I'm very, very similar. Were you, yeah. like, what, what month were you born? March. So my mum, 
my mum said to me, she she says winter babies. She said this <laughs> recently. She swears by it. And she says winter babies um, come into their own in the winter of their lives. So uh, they a part of their lives. And then uh, and that's when you find your own. And like yeah, that. the rest of it might be difficult. And I'm <laughs> so it might be saying in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there might be. So how do you deal with it now then? So how do you deal with um, depressive periods? Do you have long depressive periods? Not, not really. This one that I had recently was probably the longest because it was about, probably about two weeks. You know, it's like though in lockdown now, it's really hard to yeah. like actually figure out what month, why we are. Because yeah. I don't know it's like for you, but it feels like it's simultaneously dragging and going fast. So it's yeah. like you're basically just so i think it was two weeks i think it was a couple of weeks um and i just um i, I think like how do i get like last week i just i just i flipping went to bed early and i just went to bed at like 10 o'clock didn't look at my phone before bed 10 o'clock bed boom and then like just trying to do those things because i know that i'm better i'm much better when i've had some sleep yeah. I guess the only thing is just to wait. I, have to, I said this to my wife, I have to wait for it to pass, just wait for it to go away. I can't, like, almost like I don't know what else to do other than just to wait for it to go away. I know it will go away, and like, but I just have to just just wait. That's the key, though, there, man. That's the key is that it will go away. It does yeah. pass, uh, it does pass. And if it don't pass, you have to go to the doctors. Yeah. Like, go get some fucking pills, is what I have to do. Um, <laughs> Because I'd sit in depressive episodes for five years, you know, quite easily, quite easily. Yeah. But um, now, now, if I start getting depressed, I'm like, right, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing something. So I need to do something about it. And quite often it is like, I have to go to doctors. Yeah. Um, right, I need to change meds now because I'm not well again and I can't fucking function. And I just sleep. I yeah. just sleep all the time. <clears throat> But it's funny, you know, like, um, uh, this is part of the reason why I started to think there's something in the anxiety, because um, being anxious a lot um, really fucking wears you out. Because yeah. you, your brain is like on overload. You're not physically, but it makes you physically tired. Mm. And I didn't really know that until fairly, you know, the last few years. Is that it really, really wears you out. And then when you get really fucking worn out, um you get depressed yeah because you're yeah. like it's that kind of like hyper it's almost like anger <coughs> hypertension and it fucking brings you down and it's really really difficult it's really difficult so sometimes it's like worth so do you not do you not do you get as anxious as you used to um mm, i feel like it's got it's probably got a little bit worse recently if I've been locked down all the time. Yeah. Because like, I feel like, I feel like anxiety grows like in isolation anyway. So like, I think I always said that I could easily be one of these people who just stays in. Do you know what I mean, never goes out. <laughs> Cause like, um, but like, so I feel like going out is like, um, I don't know, I guess it's probably always there. Like you go out and see people, even take the dog for a walk. You think, I don't know, you sometimes, I sometimes think something bad's going to happen. They're thinking bad things about me. And it's just, I feel like the paranoid, crazy thoughts are kind of like um, a little bit worse. 
um, because of uh, yeah, because of recent things. Um, I think that they're a lot better. I'm a lot better when I've slept well and not really drunk much. I think I'm a bit better then. But I don't know. I feel like I did have some CBT for the anxiety, but when it was going quite well, but it just got it got um, screwed up with everything that happened with coronavirus because everything stopped. So um, it's because I've seen the guy and then we're having phone stuff on the yeah. phone. And then he just had to stop it because I think they were, I don't know what they were doing, but they just had to stop. So and that was going quite well. And he actually did help. He was, he was, he told me a few things and they made sense. Thought, oh, that makes sense. You know, like some of the CBT stuff I quite liked actually. And it, it seemed to connect quite well with me, but unfortunately it did stop. But yeah, so. I think, I think the thing is about like the current kind of lockdown situation is that it's 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 a false thing. It's um, but I I kind of have to remind myself that this is a false environment. It's not it's not like a real thing. Yeah. You know, it's a temporary thing, and it's not um something that's gonna go on forever. So it feels like it is, and it's you know, and it's a long time, but it's like a, a it's like a fake thing. That's yeah. Just, just now and that uh, I kind of think well I you know I could deal with things for a, a period of time and that's cool don't think about it as being like necessarily that real as in not like it's a conspiracy but as in you know it's just just now it's not like real forever and it's not a tangible thing yeah so you can so I kind of just tick along with that but I find um like just being out, being sociable is quite good for me. Like just like I find coming in in into my cave and chatting like with you for a bit. Um, like afterwards, I feel I feel much better. Just generally, yeah. like yeah. my spirits will be lifted just because I've been sociable. Yeah. Like being sociable is like it's it's really easy to kind of not. Um, like not see how important that is to us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're sociable animals. We kind of need to be out and around people, and those, you know, just little chats and you know seeing people smile and they respond to you, and that yeah. gives you some kind of self validation and all those things are actually really important to our psyche. Um, but you kind of you don't really realise it because you know it's just normal. Mm. But like yeah, you kind of need it. And I think, and I, one of the things that really helped me was um, just trying to just be present with where I am. So you, you know, I was saying like the idea that anxiety is like the worry about the what ifs and the future, and that's my therapist said like that's your brain doing its job well. Mm. Like your brain's <laughs> mentally looking for problems because it's like your risk assessor and your protector. Um, but we've evolved uh, like that part of our brain hasn't changed since cavemen but we've evolved to a point that um, we don't need to be worried about everything because we're not going to get eaten by a fucking bear or something mm. um, but our brain still does it yeah um, so but we don't have to hear it I've kind of got to a point where I've got a bit more zen about it and I just don't 
feel like I need, I don't really hear it in the same way. That bit of my brain is going, oh, you need to worry about that and the what ifs and the what ifs and not. I don't, I kind of tune out of it a bit. Right. Um, but I don't fight it. So if it's, if my brain's being a bit of an arse and telling me that I'm shit, I'm like, all right, all right, that's your opinion. You know, like internally, <laughs> I'm going, that's your opinion. That's fine. I know you're only looking out for me. You yeah. know, it's like you, when your mum nags at you um, and you're like, she's worried about everything and you know that she doesn't need to be worried about all those things. And you go, well, uh, that's all right, mum. Thank you, though. You know, I appreciate that you care. And that's kind of how I approach all those kind of feelings now. It's like, no, it's all right. Like, my brain's just looking out for me. I don't need to engage in a battle or a conversation with it, you know, internally, because that just wears me out and makes me depressed. I just go, oh, it's all right. Thank mm. you. But, like, you know, I don't need to worry about any of that because, you know, the world's not, you know, prehistoric. And that really helps me, just that really basic little concept of, I don't need to hear it, you know. Like, you can, like, that's just part of your brain. There's a whole other part of your brain that could go, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. You know, like, so I, uh, so I try and go, um, I try this really hard, and like, I do find it difficult, but, like, the being present, just rather than going, worrying about that, I just try and think about, the things that are around me, you know, mm. like, oh, I can smell the grass, you know, like shit like that. And I just go, things around me are quite nice. Oh, what? Oh, I've got a nice guitar, you know, like that mm. kind of thing. And just kind of bring myself into the now because that kind of idea that if I start thinking about the past, I'll get depressed. And I start thinking about what's ahead of me, I'll get worried and then I'll get depressed. Yeah. And I just try and bring it all into the now and go, and just try and really ignore, not ignore, but just accept that my brain does that and just not engage with it. And I, I don't know, that's a concept I think is worth messing around with. Yeah, it sounds like a mindfulness, like a mindfulness thing. It is, yeah. uh, but it's like, it's older than mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> mindfulness yeah. is new. This is, uh, like, this is, um, oh, who's, um, oh, there was a fucking Roman philosopher. Um, he was a king. I can't remember his name. St. Augustine, I think. And uh, he was the one who said you can make a hell of heaven or a heaven of hell. Um, yeah. As in, you can, you can choose not to let it bother you. Yeah. Like, essentially, like, that's within our grasp. It's just hard to do. And we just don't do it as standard, do we? No. No. <laughs> ah, you're bad. <laughs> Kids are hard work, aren't they? Yeah, I, I tell you what, though, I just, you know, those kind of little concepts like that are really worth. Like, next time things are bothering you or you find yourself getting stressed about things, it's like, uh, you know, I can't, there's so much, you can't do anything about virtually everything. Yeah, yeah. So our therapist was like, you can't, all you can do anything about is um, what you do and what you think. And that comes back to that heaven and hell thing, is that um, more often than not, problems are just because of what we're thinking. You know, very rarely are they real 
they're like, it's just what you're thinking. Yeah. You go, well, I'll try not to think in those terms. Then, and then it's, it's a lot easier. So that's what I do. That's how I deal with it. And I have to say, it's fucking working. Because yeah. it's really, really made a massive difference for me. Because quite often, like, my brain will start being a cock and then I'll go, oh, my brain's being a cock. You know, I don't realise for a bit. I'm like, oh, I don't need to, like, hold on, fuck off, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm above that now, I've moved on. Yeah. I, I won't do it anymore. And then I kind of remind myself to start thinking about, I, 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 um, when I start doing that, I think about a colour and I think about blue. Um, and then what I do is say that I'm driving, uh, I'll look for things that are blue. Mm. And I, I associate blue with good and yellow with bad. This is another thing I did with my therapist. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I forget about it all the time, but then, uh, then I remember it. So uh, I'm driving along and I think, ah, I think we, that I'll start, I realise that I'm just being negative in my brain and I'll go, right, blue. And then when I look around, I see blue everywhere. And it brings me into the present and I go, ah, oh, blue, oh, look, that's blue, that's blue, that's blue, that's blue. Oh, and then you get, then I get this thing like, oh, blue's behind me, blue's with me. <clears throat> you know, like this idea that blue's good and blue's looking out for me because it's everywhere. Mm. They're cool little tips though. Uh, yeah. like, they are good. You kind of just good. go along with it and like, you do it. And then you, you like kind of make yourself do things like that. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, that's, that's where <laughs> I'm at. I really am. It's taken, a, it's taken like two years doggedly doing things like that. Yeah. But I just don't get the, the grief in the same way now. Brilliant. It is a bit cbt as well. Yeah. In some ways. And kind of retraining your, your thoughts. I think my some I think I heard someone say once, what is it? Thoughts thoughts aren't facts. Anyway, that's yeah. one, yeah. It's just a thought in your head in your head. Yeah. Like you said, it's not real. It's just a what is it? Just a thing in our head. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's another one my therapist Peter said was like uh facts are fiction appear in real or something like that. Uh, but yeah, 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 thoughts aren't aren't real. They're yeah. just your brain country and shit up yeah uh, but like uh, you know it's really hard to tell yourself that but that's so true that is so true yeah that's a good one that I'm going to take away as well yeah so what have you got coming up then are you um, are you like set, tell us all about your music you know? you've got stuff on Spotify haven't you because we're coming yeah. up to the hour and I think we should uh, tell everyone yeah. where they can listen to you yeah, I've got stuff on Spotify. I did uh, an album just myself in 2018. Very, very stripped down. Just me in the studio. Just only had the studio for like a day. So then just had to just smash things out in one take. So like... Uh, quite cool about doing it like that though. So I've got that. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I'm quite, I'm quite proud of that. And then I got the single that I did. That's on there as well. Um, so yeah, you can listen to that there. I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook at the moment, just Instagram. And then also, what is it? Leon.Hellsby Music. 
yeah, and then hoping to just um, get the band together and actually just work on some singles, I think. do Maybe do a couple of singles towards the end of this year, I think. Yeah, and just, yeah, that's it, really. Keep plugging away and then book some stuff for next year. I feel like next year it's going to be a good year. Going to do things a bit differently next year, I think. And just, just go and just organise my own gigs, I think. Sometimes I try to go through promoters and it's a bit of a headache. So I think I'm just going to go and just do them myself. I think go full, full DIY. I think. Right, yeah, you can totally do it on your own. Like, I think I'll do that. Like I've toured before and done it on our own. Yeah, I think right. that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I suppose the good thing about promoters is that, um, that they might get people to the gig, but more often than not, they fucking don't do much anyway. Not really. No, it doesn't really extend to it. I don't think. No. You can just do your own thing. Yeah, so that's the that's the plan. Keep going. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you so much, man. I've enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, you too, man. You well, too. Uh, well, thank you. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah, catch you next time. Check out Leon's music, Leon Hellsby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep like it's funny because I kept looking, thinking I can't get it. I'm, I'm gonna say his name wrong. That's what you thought. No, I know. But yeah, check out Leon's music and uh, subscribe to the Mouth of Manliness. And um, yeah, stay in touch, Leon. I've enjoyed it, man. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Thanks for having me. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.